You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Vikings Ventline. What's going on, everyone? Declan Goff here, taking you through another edition of Vikings Ventline. Of course, it's the off-season edition. We do this every Sunday, 365 days a year for the most part, right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Uh, I like to talk to as many Vikings fans as I can throughout the off-season. I got Tyler and Kyle queued up here to talk a little off-season topics and draft speculation and whatnot. Excited to chat with them. What the Vikings could do here. Draft's coming up in about a month. The first wave of free agency has kind of come and went. So excited to talk with them. If you want to get in on a future episode of Vikings Ventline, though, uh, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Vikingsventline at gmail.com. If you want to get in on a future episode, we'd love to talk to as many Vikings fans as I can. Um, during the regular season, of course, Mackie, Judd, and myself bring on fans to discuss the game, the highs, the lows. So you want to get in one of these off-season editions. We're a little less than a month away from the NFL Draft, too, by the way. That'll be at uh, Park Tavern here in the Twin Cities. It's in St. Louis Park. It's a quick little suburb jot down Highway 394 for those not in the Minneapolis area. So it's really close to downtown. It's a 10-minute Uber ride, 10-minute car ride, however you're getting here. Uh, so come check that out uh, in about a month. We'd love to talk to as many Vikings fans and meet as many of you as possible. Uh, so go check that out. And also shout out to our friends at Dennis Kirk and DennisKirk.com motorcycle parts accessories we're getting closer we're getting closer okay to riding season here in the midwest and in minnesota uh if you want to stock up on some great accessories some great apparel go check out dennis kirk and denniskirk.com if you would uh would like to check them out they're a great sponsor of purple daily and score north uh the more we help out our sponsors the more we uh keep the lights on here at purple daily so appreciate them as well all right let's get our guys in here let's get uh let's get tyler in let's get my guy kyle in here uh, they're going to talk a little bit of Vikings offseason with me. Boys, what's going on? Kyle, how are you? Good, good. Nice. Ready Tyler, you're in Prior Lake. How's it going yeah, over there? Pretty good. And the rain's not as started yet. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, we're obviously pre-recording this, and yeah, hopefully it doesn't uh, get too much uh, dumping of snow. Twins opening days in like five days, at least from the home opener at Target Field. We'd like for it not to be completely freezing cold. Uh, we'll certainly see what happens <laughs> there. Uh, Kyle, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Renshaw, Minnesota. Um, I actually work in Cloquet, Minnesota, but so I'm probably about two and a half hours from the cities north. Yeah, you're like what another hour from the border of Canada? About uh, yeah, about hour to two hours, I would say. Okay. Yeah, about yeah, say. Yeah. I, I, I'm certain uh, a lot of the Vikings fans that live outside of Minnesota, are like where the hell is Cloquet, Minnesota? And luckily, <laughs> for for at least Tyler and I, like oh, okay, we know where Cloquet is. It's like the next city after Duluth. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm guessing there a little bit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, okay. So a couple guys from Minnesota. Typically, I get people from all over the country. So this is actually the rare Vikings event line where it's actually two dudes here in Minnesota with me. So I'm excited to talk to you guys. This should be a fun yeah. show. Excited to be on. Um, so boys, the draft, as I talked about coming up here, a little less than a, a month away, the Vikings have the 23rd overall pick. They don't have a second round pick as it stands right now. I believe five picks in the draft. So I'm going to ask just kind of a broad question, Kyle, I'm, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what do you want to see the Vikings do at the draft this year? 
So I think this year I would actually like to see them, you know, if, if they can try to trade up for a quarterback, but not like give away your soul for one. Um, Cause you know, I think there are going to be other options next year as well. Um, actually, I would actually like to see them if, you know, there's a bunch of wide receivers from first all the way to the fourth round is pretty deep. So, I mean, I think Zay Flowers would probably be um, a great wide receiver too to Jefferson. But if you could trade back and accumulate that extra second round pick, so that way you could have, uh, like I did a couple of mock drafts um, today and yesterday where, uh, you know, I was able to trade back with Indianapolis for like their 35th pick and I would gain a, a second round pick for next year. So actually use ammunition for next year to trade up for Drake May or one of the other top stud quarterbacks in the draft. I love it. So you're, you're already doing mock drafts here for yourself. That's awesome. So mocking already, away. Yeah. Mocking away. We try to do it every day uh, here on Purple Daily. So love that you're getting in on the mocks as well. Uh, Tyler, how about you, man? What do you kind of want to see the Vikings do at the draft this year? Yeah, I, I, I agree with Kyle. I think wide, wide receiver is probably the most pertinent position because they haven't addressed it in the offseason at all. In fact, you know, they've, they've cut it with getting rid of Thielen, which was justified. You know, he clearly wanted to be a bigger impact. Um, than he was but yeah i've done mock drafts as well i like the pff mock draft format um usually addison and flowers are there round pick 23 but yeah if you could trade back and get a second round pick um but trading up for quarterback as long as it doesn't cost you a lot you know you've got jj jerison hawkinson nice talent maybe awesome booth and scene and you don't want to sell the farm and you know make handicap your roster by giving up the future yeah, that's that's a little bit of a pickle they're in a little bit. So do they want to trade up if like Will Levis gets, a, let's say, like 15, 16? Do okay. they want to trade up there? Kyle brings up the point of do you not want to give up you know, future ammunition to do that quite yet? Where you, where you could rather just stay at 23, maybe get a Jordan Addison, maybe get a Quentin Johnson, uh, Johnston. Maybe you can get a nice wide receiving weapon uh, to kind of complement Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. So there's there's a few different paths to potentially take there. So I kind of get the sense that obviously at trading up for a quarterback at the stars align, you guys are both kind of for it, but you don't have, it's not necessarily set in stone that they should absolutely 100% go after and do it. So wide receiver, right? Is wide receiver kind of the area you guys would like to see addressed at the draft? Yeah. 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 Then, you know, if you can fill out the rest of your roster, you know, with like, uh, like linebacker, cornerback, defense interior, you know, I think those, you know, maybe get a running back too. You know, if you don't have Cook this year, because you're gonna have to have someone else other than Ty Chandler and Madison. Um, you know, I think you know there's a couple of mocks where you get Dwayne McBride. He was he's a pretty fast guy. Um, I actually landed him in the fourth round. You know, Tank Bigsby in the fourth round, um, which I think that would be a good value pick. You know, if he falls that far. Yeah, that's also a good one there. I mean, if Dalvin Cook gets moved, you know, what do they want to do with the future at running back? Could they they could give it to Alexander Madison as I guess is RB one, but could they take a day two, day three back to maybe be like the next complimentary piece? That one's really interesting. Like I, I don't know what they're going to do with Dalvin. He's making a lot of money. In fact, when you kind of combine him and Alexander Madison, the two of them, the Vikings are paying like the second most money to the running backs of of any team in the NFL, which I don't absolutely love. Um, Tyler, what do you think? Do you think Dalvin Cook's on the roster by week one of next year? That's tough to say. I know I saw a report today that they're with the ASU running back who 
last year had over a dozen touchdowns, 1,200 yards on the ground. Um, really good down there. Um, Delvin Cook, he had one good, like, full season, finally. Um, and his production was down in regards to how much he was utilized. And not to say, because why else would you bring back Madison? Right. If you weren't planning on getting rid of him, you know, you wanted the insurance before you actually traded him. And obviously right now with recovering from that shoulder surgery, he's not going to pass physical. Yeah. So that, that, that's, are... that's another awkward part. Like, are they, if with his shoulder injury, which he's fine to have the surgery, it makes things kind of difficult from passing a physical side. So can by the draft, can he okay a trade? Can, can the team take the risk on with it? There's, there's a couple other hurdles that they're going to have to uh, handle there. If they indeed move on from Dalvin cook. I would like to see them do so. I mean, at this point, I think it's his time. He was a great running back, uh, but I'd rather just turn it over to Alexander Madison, give a rookie some carries here, see where it goes from there. Uh, sticking with the draft here for just a little bit, last year's class. So obviously, Lewis Seen's coming back from a pretty gruesome injury. They had some other injuries or ineffectiveness from Andrew Booth or a Caleb Evans. Do you guys see last year's draft class being able to step in and kind of fill some of those holes? How how do you kind of look at the last year's class, and do you think it can actually still make an impact on this year's team? Yeah, so, you know, when I kind of look back at that draft, you know, I kind of understand why they traded back to Lewis Seen, but I thought they would kind of get, you know, got a first-rounder for this year. I was like, holy smokes, they dropped back 20 spots in the draft, and they didn't even get a first-rounder for this year. I thought that was kind of like, you know, I didn't understand that. I was kind of like questioning. I think I was on a midnight shift and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, am I hallucinating right now off a midnight shift? You know, is that all they got was, you know, just, you know, one or two picks, you know, in that draft. Um, yeah, I guess I, did, I didn't understand it, why they did it that way. Um, I think they should have been able to get more because then they can use that this year to draft their quarterback of the future, you know. So I guess, you know, I, I was kind of questioning that. But, you know, when you look at Andrew Booth, it's kind of hard to tell, like, how good they're going to be. Like, you, you've seen really good flashes from a Caleb Evans, which I'm super intrigued by. I'm awesome. Oh, he seemed like a really good linebacker as well. Um, I think Flores will be able to get the most out of these guys. As in last year, they were just – it's like they were kind of kicked aside from Donatel. Like, oh, I'm just going to trust my veterans to take care of it. But they were, you could tell they were so slow last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they, need some, they need some speed on that defense, right? And you kind of hope those younger guys, the scenes, the booths, you know, Evans, Asamoa can kind of step up and kind of have that speed element that they didn't have last year. Uh, before we get to free agency, uh, Tyler, what about you, man? Do you kind of think that class can still make an impact for 2023? Yeah, I think, uh, I think that it's going to make a big impact in this upcoming uh, season. Well, all, all three of them, Seen, Asamoah, and Booth, they all excel in speed and hitting, which is a big part of Flores' defensive scheme. It's a very fast, very physical, and they hit hard. Um, and with constantly moving around, you need positionless players, kind of like how Seen and Asamoah are both viewed as linebacker safety hybrids. Um, and yeah, I agree. I wish they would, in the draft last year, trading back all that way and not getting a first round for this year. They could have stuck there and gotten Jamison Williams. And guess what? Your receiver room is set for the next five years. Yeah, I hope Quace kind of learned a little bit, some of the lessons there too, because the fact they were able to drop back 20 spots, I don't think they made the best trade there with the Lions potentially. I, I think the Packers trade was fine to a degree, but the Lions one was was a little confusing too, that they didn't get more for that selection, especially too when the Vikings just, yeah, could have taken Williams, could have taken Kyle Hamilton. There was great players on the board there. 
that they could have obviously just taken. Um, so I was looking at free agency though. So there's been about a few weeks into free agency. The first big waves have kind of come through. There's still some names out there, but the big dogs are certainly off the board now. Um, Tyler, I'll actually go back to you here. Uh, what, what, what moves in free agency so far have you liked that the Vikings have done? So the first big one that they made was Oliver. And I saw that and I'm like, what? I was so confused and a little, not going to lie, a little frustrated at the time when I saw that signing. But then I looked to it, I looked more into them, and they've come out and said you know, they want to have a player personnel based on the schemes that they are playing against, you know, whether it's 12 personnel, 22, 11, so on and so forth. Um, but Byron Murphy has got to be my favorite signing so far. He was far and away my favorite uh cornerback of this class of this free agency class and I wanted them to get him bad and they got him and it's on a pretty cheap deal you know he's young it almost seems like a prove it deal like they put void years in in addition to Davenport and Oliver they all have void years built out of contract it's almost like all three of them are on a one-year prove it deal and if you do well here's more money and here's more years yeah, the Byron Murphy one's really intriguing, mostly because, yeah, he can fill a void at cornerback. You didn't, like, overpay for him. You didn't give him a ton of money, necessarily. He's here for a couple years. You see where it goes from there. That's kind of been their theme of free agency. Like, they're not going to bring in these old veteran guys. There's certain targets that they're looking at and saying, how can we improve our team without also giving them a ton of money down the road that's going to burn us? Yeah, I think the Murphy one's probably the, the biggest impact one because it's a position of need for the Vikes. Curious how the rest play out. Uh, Kyle, how about you, man? What have you liked from free agency so far? Yeah, I agree with Tyler on it. Um, I think the Byron Murphy one, I think that was a, a great, great add to the defense. You know, it's something that they absolutely needed. Um, you know, they didn't have their, you know, without Pat P, they needed something like a veteran, you know, some sort of veteran presence. But, you know, he's still young. So, I mean, you still could give him, if he performs really well, you could still give him an extension and lock him in for a while. Um, you know, I, I actually like the Marcus Dav- Davenport move as well. Um, you know, because he's had a lot of injury issues. So it's not like, you know, if he doesn't pan out this year, you're not, you're not going to be banking on him being here next year. You're just giving him, you know, a couple million dollars to play this year to prove himself. Um, and he's a, he has a high floor, high ceiling. Um, so I like those two moves probably the best out of what they've done so far. Then when they kind of signed Garrett Bradbury back, I was like, oh man, I really want that John Michael Schmidt from, you know, the Gophers. Cause I mean, he's, he's a stud. He's an absolute stud. But then, you know, when they brought out his salary cap for, um, Bradbury, I was like, oh, that's actually not bad for a three-year deal. Yeah. You know, just a couple million. So I actually don't mind that as well. Yeah, I thought the fact they brought Bradbury, Bradbury back for a pretty reasonable deal was fine. I'm kind of with you. I was kind of hoping for a rookie center. Hopefully John Michael Schmitz would have been an ideal target there. I would just thought, hey, just go find a center on day two of the draft. Go from there. You'd be good. Uh, but the Bradbury deals is so minimal that, I mean, even if he's somewhat of the player in between that he was last year where it was a career year and the player that was kind of more of a disappointment in his first three years, if he can find that consistent middle ground between the two, and yeah, he's a fine center. Like, and you didn't overpay for him, and you can still find one in the future. You know, Davenport. Um, you know, it's kind of like this defensive line insurance. If one of these guys in Zadarius Hunter gets traded or cut, or obviously Daniil Hunter, if I don't think they'll trade him, but that's another interesting avenue to go down. But like Davenport uh, is a good player, gets a lot of pressures, might not get the sack totals that a lot of people like, but brings a ton of pressure. 
need as new, many as people as he can on that defensive line. Uh, so I really like uh, that move as well. We'll see what happens here. Are there anyone else in free agency, though, like that you're looking at or maybe even trades that the Vikings could go after and get? Tyler, how about you? Yeah, I really wanted them to go after DJ Chark. I know he had yeah. a bit of a problem and like playing a full season was a bit of a problem for him in his career so far, but he fit the mold of what they were going for. You know, listen to you guys talk about it. He fits the mold identically, like perfectly to what they want. He's young, he's fast, he's big, and he's a wide receiver at a position of need for the Vikings, but he's obviously gone. Yeah, um, the, yeah that would have been awesome, right? I mean, that would have been ideal. I, he, and he like barely signed, too. Like It was a small contract. It definitely could have been in the cards. Five million? But didn't he have a, uh, was it, he had an ankle surgery or something? Towards yeah, the end? he's coming mm-hmm. off of surgery. So that part's going to be a little tricky for him, but um yeah shark would have been nice that would have been a nice one for them to try to go after and get just get another supplemental wide receiver there uh yeah. kyle how about you um i actually wish they would have you know i kind of understand why they did you know oliver um i guess i was i was kind of like tyler too i was like you know why are they signing another tight end but then i kind of thought of you know um the system that o'connell's trying to run he probably wants that type of threat running um Someone like a running tight end, but I wish they would have put that money towards another quarterback, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way during the draft, all you would have had to draft was your linebacker, your wide receiver, running back. You know, you wouldn't have to maybe draft a cornerback in the draft. So now you're gonna have to draft um, a cornerback probably later in the draft somewhere and hoping that he pans out as well. And when you're, you know, when you got a Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth, they're not proven commodities yet. So I wish they would have done more to get a cornerback in free agency, like Cameron Sutton. And you know, and you let him go to the Lions, which is wonderful. So now we have to deal with them twice a year. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Vikings fans are going to lose their mind if they take like a, like Deontay Banks in round one. He might be a great player. I, 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 who knows? But I feel like the Vikings fans are just so sick of cornerbacks being taken there sure, that sure. you yep. probably could have outsourced those resources to your point of Oliver and taken a corner, uh, put it in another free agent cornerback for them too. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Um, so Vegas over under set the win totals already for next season. The Vikings right now are at eight and a half wins. Um, now this is before the draft again, range, she can still play out to a degree a little bit, but I'm curious how you guys kind of look at the Vikings win total right now. Gut feeling, uh, Tyler, I'll start with you. What is your gut feeling telling you that how many wins could the Vikings rack up in 2023? I think eight and a half is pretty fair. Um, if you look at all their one win losses last year, I, Realistic expectation, I'd say 10. Okay. But if you look at all their one win or one score wins they got last year, I think it, it was 11, right? Yeah. The I, answers of that, all, yeah, it was absurd. Is it doesn't happen. And then having, you know, the greatest comeback points wise in history against the Colts, that's, that's not going to happen again. Um, the defense is going to be better, hopefully. Um, the offense will be another year in, so they'll be more fluid. So I think statistically and ranking wise, they'll be better, but I think record wise, they'll maybe take a couple wins less. 
Yeah, eight and a half kind of seems pretty fair for them. Curious to see if they where they regress in what areas to your point of one score games and clutch moments. Yeah, that's probably going to regress. And then how does that affect their overall win total? It's going to be really interesting. Uh, Kyle, how about you? Eight and a half wins right now. Where do you kind of see them sitting by the end of the regular season next year? Well, I'm over eight and a half. I was kind of thinking about today. I'm like, you know, with kind of their schedule, you know, KC, that's probably a loss. You know, Philadelphia, that's probably a loss. But then... You know, rest of, rest of the teams really don't necessarily scare me, perhaps. Um, so I was kind of thinking more like the 10, like Tyler was thinking, you know, 9, nine 10 wins. So it was going to be a couple wins less. But, um, you know, I think even if you have an average defense, I mean, you're, you're probably going to still make the playoffs and you probably still make some noise in the playoffs, which I think that backfire, that hurt them this year, you know, this last year against the Giants, their defense was horrible, you know. And I sat there for that first quarter. I'm like, okay, the first drive of the game, we scored, then they scored. I'm like, okay, if we can go down and score another touchdown, and if our defense can't stop them, this is how this game is going to go. It's going to be blow for blow, and it's exactly what happened. Yeah. Then I remember I was, work- I was hanging ceiling tile up in my house in the basement, and I'm, you know, then she- – Kirk Cousins does his check down and fourth and eight. I was like, are you serious, dude? <laughs> so I turn off my TV and I go right back to my ceiling. I just kind of shake my head. She's like, what was that? Yeah. You, know, you had all these clutch throws during the regular season. Then you do that. So then my wife, she asked me, she's like, so did the Vikings win tonight? I'm like, what do you think happened? Yeah. She's like, oh, it's probably a loss then, right? She's like, like yeah. usual for a Vikings fan. I'm like, yeah, I don't rub it in my face right now. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. The, uh, the, your significant others, your wives, they, uh, they're, they're brought into this tortured mess. Uh, they can kind of just read their significant other's face and know if they win or not, you'd figure it out pretty quick. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It, I, I think eight and a half wins is fair. Uh, as it stands right now, they should be a nine or 10 win team. We'll certainly see what happens. Um, the draft's going to be really interesting too, to obviously see if that affects that line up or down the other way uh fellas before we wrap up here on vikings event line anyone you want to shout out do you have any other last take that you need to get off your chest uh kyle i'll go to you so i don't know if you guys seen that report from um i saw it today as camera was from it was from san francisco california uh mark mike florio was talking about that the vikings were talking with san francisco at the combine about possible Trey Lance, Kirk Cousins, which I'm sure this is going to be all over the news, you know, eventually. But, you know, I, I actually could see that happening. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting rid of a huge payday when you're just going to start next year maybe anyways. So why not try to take a Trey Lance, try to see if you can get anything out of him this year? Then, you know, if nothing happens this year, at least you probably still could have a decent draft pick next year and trade up, trade up again. You know, yeah, I think uh, we'll, we're going to talk about that on the Monday edition of Purple Daily. But yeah, of course, it com- comes out that San Francisco's still interested Been kicking around that idea for like two or three years. It feels like um, we'll see what happens there. Obviously, I think the bigger dominoes have fallen, but maybe at the draft, some things change. Who knows? It's going to be a going to be a chaotic here next like three to four weeks. Uh, Tyler, how about you? Benny? Any last take? Anyone you want to shout out here? Yep. Well, I got two takes um, and then a couple people to shout out. I'll- off of the Trey Lance thing. So I was listening to your guys' podcast talking about uh, Mackie going over the six possible QB future yeah. things that could happen with the Vikings in the future. And I think the most 
likely to happen is to draft a quarterback next year. But the most intriguing and hardest to get to happen is trading Trey Lance and a third round pick for Kirk Cousins. Because you got to get Lance or you got to get the 49ers on board. You got to get Cousins to waive his trade clause. And it's a win win because if you get Lance, you got three years of contract control, which it's only three years, it's not five. Um, but then you got your franchise guy. Right. And at the same time, if he doesn't pan out, you likely have an early pick in next year's draft because he didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that's kind of a win-win to me. And then well, the other take is, so every year for, I don't know how long it's been now, but the last week in the season has always been a divisional matchup. And it's obviously to make it exciting, you know, people can be cut out of the playoffs. They can take over the first seed. They can take over the second, the seeding changes and who makes the playoff changes, hence the Packers missing out from the Lions last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually played football against the Lions starting center growing up, Frank Regno. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yep. Mammoth of a human being. Yeah. Um, but I think this year we're going to end up playing the Lions in the last game of the season. And I think it might be for the division because the biggest weakness they had last year was their secondary. And they signed Sutton, they signed Mosley, and they signed Gardner Johnson. Yeah. They could have fixed their secondary at the snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I want to shout out my buddy, Dan Hampshire. We've run a fantasy football league together and he watches your guys' podcast as well. Um, and my fiance, Ashley, who, uh, allows me to be obsessed with Minnesota sports, not just, uh, Vikings. And she understands and allows Sundays to be just for football during the football season. It was funny during the, uh, Eagles game, I was down here watching the game. And I was screaming and smacking my desk. And she came down to say goodnight. And she kind of poked her head through the door. Like, Can I say goodnight? And I'm like, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> but most importantly, you guys, for creating all the content that you do. All the Wolves. And I'm actually going to the game tonight. Nice. All the Wolves, Wild, Vikings, and kind of the Twins. You know, I grew up a Twins fan. I've, I kind of see through their uh, gaslighting right now. The last couple of years, you know. I'm not willing to jump on the bandwagon. The pole ads are driving. Yeah, man. Uh, all, all good stuff. All good stuff. Thank you for uh, the shout outs. Shout out to your wife too, to putting up shout out to everyone's fiancés and wives are putting up with us. That's uh, that's kind of how that rolls as a Vikings fan. Uh, the Lions thing's interesting. Yeah, they're coming. They've fixed a lot of their holes in defense. So it's going to be a really tight race, probably in the NFC North between those two teams going forward. Excited to watch it. Uh, fellas, thank you so much. For coming on Vikings Ventline, I appreciate it. If you want to get in on a future episode, shoot me a note. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. We're back at full strength on Monday. Hit that subscribe button where you want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die.